0: I don't listen to my daughters with Dallimore, but I do shop on Amazon. And when I do, I use com slash
1: Amazon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 650 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore. Joined today, as you know, by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, Brittany Page.
2: Hello. Happy Friday.
1: It is a happy Friday Mm
2: -hmm.
1: end of the week. A busy busy week.
2: Yes. So, we were sitting down preparing for the show and I'm like, "Okay, I need this link open, I need this link open. I have like 20 tabs open."
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been one of those. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's always one of those. Before
1: we get to that though, let's talk about something that's uh not so edge of your seat. <laughs> Uh, okay. We got some,
2: uh, some treats. We did. We got many treats in the mail, actually. Many.
1: Well, we would talk about the wine that we are currently drinking from Cleveland. Yes. That was part of my, my secret Santa gift.
2: Yep. A peach Chardonnay.
1: Peach from, from, did I say Cleveland? Yes. From Cleveland. You yeah. did. Yeah. We got, I got a box. Not we. I got a Your box. Your secret Santa. Yeah. My secret Santa. Didi. Mm-hmm. I got a, well, well, no, we're not going to talk about it yet. Because you haven't received your gift Uh from your secret Santa. Uh Uh-huh. It is Friday, January 17th. I I don't know that you're going to get one.
2: I think you should just talk about... I tell you
1: what, let's just give it a few more days.
2: I think that you should just talk about yours and be very happy and satisfied with the fact that you didn't get burned. I am. You didn't get burned.
1: (laughs) It kind of takes the fun out.
2: Actually... Someone it, got matched to me and they're like, really, this bitch, I'm not getting a gift.
1: <laughs> so we'll wait and talk about what I got. You, we'll, we are enjoying it. I will say that, Dee. Okay. That's
2: your choice All if you the, don't want to talk the about it. the regional
1: treats. Anyway, what we can talk about... Yes. Last time on the show, we talked about having had vegan burgers.
2: It made quite the stir. Yeah. actually. Yeah. The people, someone, someone in the listener group was like, "So, are they vegans now?"
1: <laughs> it's very funny. I read it that way too. Is
2: that the latest thing <laughs> that they're doing? <laughs> are they guilting everyone? No, about no, this?
1: not not guilting anybody at all. It just we we had we a, tried
2: a burger. <laughs> we had a, a
1: yeah a vegan burger, and it, we were and shocked it tasty. how shocked at how burgery it was.
2: I think, by the way. It is a Beyond Burger. I think that that's what that is. I think it's a Beyond Patty.
1: Oh, is that what they say?
2: I read it in some reviews. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. So if that's the case, then we've we've also had a Beyond Burger. Yeah. Which some people wrote in and told us is their favorite. Yeah. I've
1: watched, because I watched a couple of videos about the Impossible Burger on YouTube.
2: Now it's just filled with all right videos. Now
1: YouTube does. (laughs) Very funny. No, not alt-right videos. Sorry, funny. Are you
2: sure? God damn. Because really, you watch anything on YouTube, and it's it's gonna be white supremacy right, all yeah. over your well, recommendations.
1: That's kind of my normal thing because I talk about white supremacy on YouTube so much that yeah. usually I'm just being fed Tucker Carlson, <laughs> Laura Ingram, Richard Sherman, Ch- Sh- Spencer mm-hmm. shoved down my throat all the time. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, oh, they're like, oh, YouTube's like. Oh, finally, something else. All right, let's feed him some fucking vegan burger videos.
2: Yeah. I'm sure that YouTube was relieved to give you non-white supremacist <laughs> content.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. So anyway. Mm-hmm. God damn. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We got a cookbook in the mail. We did. From friend of the show. Yep. Multiple time guest of the show. Yes. Our our personal apiarist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our bee guy, yep. Mark
2: Nagel, Mark, formerly of Mark's Beehole, can per- I also say this currently of what is it called
1: seven twenty apiaries there on, you go. on the Facebook, yes, let me say this about what Mark did. Not only did he buy a, a cookbook, which I assume is for me because I'm the one who cooks, wow, um, it was addressed, and this is something that never really happens, mm-hmm. It was addressed to both of us.
2: Oh, that's nice. Rather
1: than to just Jesse Dollimore.
2: That's very nice. Look at Mark. Look at Mark hooking it up. Yeah, because a, a lot of times,
1: like, we'll even have people call the show and just address their message to me.
2: Yeah, well, they're YouTube listeners, right?
1: Um, Well, I, I don't know. We got I mean, we got one just the other day about uh, this Love Parnas stuff, and we're not fucking playing it on the show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> YouTube viewers is what I meant to say. YouTube yeah, yeah, viewers, yeah.
1: yeah. What did you say? Oh, you said listeners.
2: Yeah. So let's, and I don't want to mix people up further about the difference between YouTube and a podcast because, <laughs> right, right. We all know that situation. So let's read this note from Mark that came with the book. The book is called. Before
1: you read it, oh yeah, bef- but before you read it, um, it is a punctuation-free. So you're gonna kind of figure out he re- he wrote it as though he's like. Uh, Christopher Walken or something. He wants you to read it like Christopher Walken. Uh-huh. So there's no... You're going to have to figure out where the where the stops and starts are. There,
2: there's but, a couple of exclamation points here. But, but the book is called Thug
1: Kitchen. Eat like you give a fuck.
2: Hmm. Okay. I have been 100% vegan for almost two years. This is one of my favorite cookbooks. Start to read it. You will see why. Plus... See right
1: there. One of my favorite cookbooks, period. Start to read it. And you'll know why. Uh huh. There was no period there, though. There was an ellipsis in between. Start to read it. Dot dot dot. You'll know why.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have it memorized. You're not even looking at it, and you like. I had to read it several times to know what the fuck was being said. It was so egregious to you that there was no punctuation here. Plus, well,
1: Mark will be very bummed to know that I burned the book because the (laughs) note was so terribly (laughs) written.
2: It's a bummer. I was looking forward to reading it since I don't cook. Um, Plus, the recipes are awesome. And then it says Mark from Mark.
1: Mark from Mark. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me just read. This is why. Start to read it and you'll know why. Uh, Welcome to Thug Kitchen, bitches. We're here to help. We started our website to inspire motherfuckers to eat some goddamn vegetables and adopt a healthier lifestyle. Our motto is simple. Eat like you give a fuck. All right. And then the the, the book is just littered with the F word and Mm. trying to be edgy, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Big ass cup of cozy, like all the recipes. Anyway, thank you, Mark. Thank you. I'm going to get some use out of this because Brittany and I, especially after having talked about it last time on the show, we really are serious about at least cutting two days a week, no meat as just a a jumping off point to kind of acclimate us to to possibly adopting it full time yeah
2: yeah and listen no one needs to feel attacked by the conversation that yeah, we had course. we still eat meats we're still just as moral as immoral as you are <laughs> don't worry about it okay I mean, worry about it because you will be judged, right? History is going to judge you and me and Jesse, but we're all in it together. I'll
1: be right? long dead by the time I'm judged for eating meat. Yeah. By anybody that I care is judging me. <laughs> I know I'm judged all the time.
2: Yeah, well.
1: Look at that guy over there just fucking eating the meat.
2: hmm Yep.
1: What a... Piece of shit.
2: So we also want to give a shout out to Laura in Buffalo because she also sent us a gift package, which was very kind. I love
1: treats in the mail.
2: It's very nice. Especially
1: booze treats in the mail.
2: Yeah. So she sent you a bourbon and she sent me a gin, which is very nice. Yeah. Again,
1: like a kind of a mark, uh, a mark measure.
2: Yeah. Extending it's something for Britney, too. Yeah, she also sent chocolates. Yeah. And she also sent treats for Popeye. Also, regional, kind of like Dee Dee. Yes. This is
1: from Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. to where, from where she hails.
2: Yes, and we love that, too. We love to, to get all the local stuff. And she also sent treats for Popeye. Unfortunately, Laura. One of them is moldy.
1: Not just like a spot of mold. It was like a fucking science experiment yeah. inside the bag.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a picture of it and send it to you, but it it's it's uh, pretty intense. I mean,
1: we may have some penicillin on our hands now, so that's good.
2: <laughs> we should just send it to the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum. They might actually want to put it on display. <laughs> I think they could use that.
1: Yeah, or maybe mm-hmm. just like you know, Papa has an ear infection right now. Just shove that cookie in his fucking ear hole.
2: You know what? Let's not do that. Are you sure? Yeah, I think that I that like
1: experimental medicine. It's either that or just essential oils down there. No, no traditional stuff.
2: I think he's good. I think he's yeah. good with the antibiotics. The what? Antibiotics. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Antibiotics. <sighs> he I don't hates. Know what... He hates loved ones. Yeah. I... Romantic partners. Mm-hmm. Is that what a bay is? Right wow like a babe that's enough too much
2: it's enough out of you that is horrifying what just happened too
1: much anyway we got a lot to get to today Mm -hmm. some new stuff just dropped just this evening yes from the house intelligence committee about uh evidence related to the impeachment and we want to get into all of that so let's get to our trusty mid-roll before anything else
2: We would like to thank our new Patreon supporter Scott. Scott. And then we would like to thank our Patreon supporter Karen.
1: Karen for
2: doubling the pledge.
1: Fan fantastic.
2: And then we would like to thank <laughs> Patreon supporter Jennifer. Jen.
1: Jennifer. Jen.
2: For thank for more than doubling her pledge. What? Yeah. Very, very nice.
1: Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. We love it. Hey, hey fantastic's my thing tremendous
1: that's donald trump's thing
2: tremendous no
1: pick a different one
2: so gratifying
1: oh i like that gratifying (laughs) your donation to the show was so gratifying
2: so seriously though (laughs) thank you to each and every one of you we really appreciate you we would not be able to do this without you hey if you like the show and you get some joy and fulfillment out of what we do here, why don't you pass it along to a friend? Tell a friend about it. Yeah. Okay. Someone that you maybe talk to about politics at work, right? You have little jokes that you make about Donald Trump. Just pass in the podcast. Say, oh, you might like this. Take a listen.
1: Maybe they'll feel so gratified <laughs> by it. I hope so. <laughs> we love you guys. We appreciate you. Everybody who listens, everybody who rates and reviews, everybody who donates, every participation with the show is valued in some way, even the haters. All right, moving on. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So the other day, I spent the entire day watching the news.
2: Oh, what a Watching
1: guess. I mean that that happens actually often, but this was one of those days that the whole day no switching because it was all impeachment all day long and I was fascinated by the ceremony of it. Having not having been there before during Clinton's but not being on well, the floor of the Senate the entire time to witness the the pageantry, if you will, the ceremony.
2: Yeah, I w- I'm glad you gave that qualification. I should have let you get there on your own. <laughs> but I was going to say, oh, that doesn't make sense to people what you're saying. But now it does. Yeah, all right. Because you worked on Capitol Hill. That is right. During the Clinton impeachment. That is right. Mm-hmm. I
1: was actually I was in the room during some of the impeachment Uh pres- Uh, process right the trial in the senate
2: so you i mean obviously you had a different perspective than the one the tv cameras are showing you because they are following the process right they're filming the people walking down the hallway with the articles of impeachment right you obviously didn't have an opportunity to do that. I was right? on a different
1: floor. I would have been a, a, on the floor above.
2: Yeah, I mean, even so, the people that are there are not, like, following the entire process yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. You, yeah. Well, you're working. Yeah, so you you, you get to see it a, a different perspective when you watch it all the way through on yeah, the TV. For yeah, for sure.
1: And there are, you know, I've covered this a lot in on YouTube, so I've talked about the different things they have to say. And there are prescripted things that are required of the Sergeant-at-Arms of the Senate the sergeant at arms of the house who, who escorts those over to the, from the house to the Senate to deliver the articles of impeachment. Then all of it was super fascinating to me. And, um, but we will be following along pretty closely next week to, to give our, give our takes on it. But, you know, listen, this is a moment. I just kind of want to stop and reflect that this is a moment that took place the other day that we've been waiting for some of us since the day that Donald Trump was elected. For me, I truly believed he needed impeached since Helsinki when he stood shoulder to shoulder with Vladimir Putin and betrayed his country by siding with an adversary over the intelligence community of the United States. So it's been a long time for most of us, if not all of us, waiting for impeachment to happen. And now we're officially here and it is underway to start this Tuesday in the Senate.
3: Now that the historic impeachment trial of President Trump, officially underway in the Senate. The trial will kick into high gear on Tuesday as a critical confrontation takes shape over whether any witnesses will be called. Mary Bruce has the latest on Capitol Hill. Good morning, Mary.
4: Good morning, Robin. Well, in a somber ceremony, the Senate has now been transformed into a court of impeachment. But this morning, new evidence is adding new fuel to this debate over what this trial is actually going to look like and whether it will include any additional witnesses. This morning, the impeachment trial of President Donald Trump now underway. On the part of the House will be
5: received and escorted to the well of the Senate.
4: In a solemn ceremony seen just twice before in American history, nearly all 100 senators sitting quietly.
5: Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. All persons are commanded to keep silent on pain of imprisonment.
4: The Chief Justice, John Roberts, administering the oath.
3: Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, president of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the constitution and laws, so help you God.
4: One by one, every senator signing that pledge. Starting next week, like jurors, they will review the evidence and consider the charges that President Trump abused his office and obstructed Congress.
1: Donald J. Trump, president of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors.
4: Still unknown if Democrats can muster enough support to call additional witnesses. Several Republicans now say they are interested in hearing new testimony. Republican Senator Susan Collins saying, I tend to believe having additional information would be helpful. It is likely that I would support a motion to call witnesses. Democrats also want to introduce new evidence, like the explosive allegations from Lev Parnas, an associate of the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Parnas says the two worked together to pressure Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden, and that the president knew about all of it. It was all about 2020 to make sure he had another four years. That was the way everybody viewed it. Yesterday in the Oval Office, the president insisted he doesn't know Parnas.
6: I don't know him. Perhaps he's a fine man. Perhaps he's not. I know nothing about him.
4: But this video released by Parnas's attorney shows the two men together at Mar-a-Lago in 2016. The president insists he did nothing wrong, and Republicans have argued Trump committed no crime. But a new report from a nonpartisan government watchdog says that's not the case. They concluded that the White House did break the law by withholding military aid from Ukraine, writing faithful execution of the law does not permit the president to substitute his own policy priorities for those that Congress has enacted into law. Now, Democrats say that watchdog report only boosts their case and their calls for new witnesses and additional evidence. The White House, though, not surprisingly, says they disagree with the opinion that the president broke the law. Now, the trial will reconvene on Tuesday, and, George, just the opening statements could take days.
6: Yeah, and we're not even sure if the opening statements will be on Tuesday. Okay, Mary, thanks very much.
4: So we're not going
1: to get into the partiality or impartiality of these individual witnesses or uh, jurors uh in the Senate because uh there's nothing we can do. It's the fucking system we got. They have claimed, they've written, they're gonna be impartial. We know well w- w- one of the reasons, let's be honest. Just as many on our team have said things that would disqualify them as jurors in a normal case as have on their side. We've had people on the stage vote, yes, I would impeach and remove Donald Trump at a debate. Democrats. And now they're going to take the, the, the oath and say they're impartial. So it's a little tough for us to whine and bitch that Republicans dick faces like like Mitch McConnell, or, or he's not being impartial. He should recuse himself. Well, then if he should, then so should Cory Booker, and so should Kamala Harris, and so should Bernie Sanders, and so should uh, Elizabeth Warren. They all also have been have spoken pretty openly.
2: Well, that's why I know this doesn't apply to Rashida Talib, but when when she said let's go in there and impeach the motherfucker, like that's why when that happened, I I was not happy with it. Yeah, it wasn't because oh, my delicate sensibilities. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it It was because of how it looks, right? And it doesn't look good when yeah. you're like, let's go in there and do this, right? Um. So, so I hear you on that for sure. One thing that I want to highlight here is everyone has been wondering what the hell is Nancy Pelosi doing? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, I, it's a question I've been asking for for months and months and months and months.
2: Well, and now we got our answer, though, right? And she said it directly when she was handing over the articles of impeachment. This information that's been coming out, right? The, mm-hmm. the Lev Parnas, yeah, all yeah. this information, right? Now she probably didn't like know, right? Didn't have firsthand knowledge of what exactly was going to come out and when, but that was the hope, right? Yeah,
1: I I, I guess that, that, that may satisfy some. It doesn't satisfy me because they're in they're in charge. She is in charge of the pace at which the investigation moves. And they were so hell-bent on rushing this fucking thing through and being so for me at a breakneck pace, rather than slowing it the fuck down until you have time to gather this information that they're now submitting after the fact. And uh now the big question is, huh? Should we um, uh, sh- should we even ex- should we even consider this new evidence? Senators are being asked that. So for me, they fucked this thing up pretty good. We'll see what the outcome is. Yeah, but, but they could have done it better. Uh, she, yeah, most certainly could have done it better.
2: Yeah, it's not
1: like I expect her to call me on the phone. Hey, Jesse, <laughs> what do you think we should do? But look, they got a lot of big brains up there.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you don't have that expectation because... That's... i was being sarcastic. I absolutely expected a phone call. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I No, I think you're totally right, actually. Wha- and what? Yeah, and <laughs> I want so desperately to take back what I said, but unfortunately, I spoke it into a microphone. Oh, that is and it's a bummer. And you, you and I both know that just because I say something stupid, you're not going to edit it out, so... <laughs> No,
1: a lot of people, they do feel. Oh, this is so great. Well,
2: yeah, I totally. When I when I heard her say that, I was like, "That's right." <laughs> you know, I'm like, that really makes a lot of sense. And well, then, it, and then it I it hear you does... talk, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that makes a lot of sense too. It
1: probably makes a lot of sense to a lot of people, but for me,
2: how dare you? It's
1: excuse making. Anyway, listen, this is I, I want to talk about one aspect of this entire ceremonial thing, and it is. For one, it's kind of jokey, what I want to talk about, but it also, it kind of is metaphorical for what this whole fucking thing is with the Senate, that this is kind of a process run by old white men. Listen to Chuck Grassley, who's the president pro tem of the Senate. He's the most senior senator, um, longevity wise, how long he served of the majority. Strom Thurmond for years and years was president pro pro tem. But listen to, to, if this isn't a statement of needing to change the fucking makeup of our elected representatives, I don't know what is. Listen to Chuck Grassley as he's running this thing and reading from a script. Even reading a script, he can't help but sound like a, get off my lawn, a quorum is present
5: under the previous order at the hour of 2 p.m.
1: That ah. time
5: arriving, ah. and a quorum have been established.
1: established. The
5: Senate will proceed to consideration of the articles of impeachment against Donald John Trump, President of the United States. Majority Leader.
7: Ah. Mr. President, at this time, pursuant to Rule 4 of the Senate Rules on Impeachment and the United States Constitution, the presiding officer will now administer the oath to John G. Roberts, Chief Justice of the United States.
5: In previous order, the escort committee will now conduct the Chief Justice of the United States to the dais to be administered the oath.
1: So anyway, they go through this the, the, this ceremony and. And he sounds like this, he's reading from a script and it's the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, the majority. He sounds mad at Mitch McConnell as he recognizes him to speak. And then listen to him actually administer the oath to chief justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts. Listen to him read the, uh, it's, it's like he's fucking angry at everything.
3: Senators, I attend the Senate in conformity with your notice for the purpose of joining with you for the trial of the President of the United States. I am now prepared to take the oath. Will you place your left hand
5: on the Bible and raise your right hand? Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, President of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the constitution and the laws so help you god i do god bless you thank you very much
1: i I don't know it just struck me as very odd very metaphorical of needing a sea change a a a dramatic change in demographic in representation
2: So there's a lot of ageism on the podcast right now.
1: A lot of whiteism, too. (laughs) This is an old white motherfucker from Iowa who has for years, he was in the Senate, him and Harkin. We're, we're representing Iowa when I work for the Senate.
2: So you're a term limits guy now.
1: No, I am not. What the fuck? Just because we need to be better as an electorate, electing different people? <laughs> I'm a term limits guy?
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm not the one with the you middle name the term one. limits, all right? <laughs> Jesse Term Limits Dollamore. <laughs> Fix it.
1: Uh, so anyway, let's get into some of this.
2: What? we've since already the, been into no, some since, of this. since I'm
1: the only one who shares this view
2: about What of fucking kids? I mean, listen, you you're you're commenting on the you you're you're well, how many different ways can I say your? I don't understand what just happened anyway. I
1: agree, you're dumb. Moving so, on.
2: So <laughs> I, you're going to get an email for that one. Probably. I understand your point. It's just that I wouldn't necessarily criticize that aspect of it. But yeah, it is, it's difficult primarily because these are people who are not willing to evolve. Yeah, they're not onboarding
1: new information.
2: Yeah. And that's really the most troubling aspect of it. The
1: world For Chuck Grassley is the same as it was in 1950.
2: Right. And listen, this is one of the most important qualities in a leader. Okay. Not just someone who believes that they are right and dismisses any other information that might come up. And you see this in, honestly, like little hints of it in every single person that's running for president. And I understand that because they are trying to win the battle of ideas. And in the battle of ideas, you can't show any weakness. Right? You you can't give in at all because of the way that humans work. And then they'll start questioning oh, does this person not know what they're talking about? They're recanting. Oh, do they not know what's going on? Right? (laughs) So we'll become suspicious. But really, we need to reward people that are able to grow and evolve and change based on new information. And that's one of the biggest problems with people like Chuck Grassley, Mitch McConnell. Insert all of the names.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely right. And I think, listen, again, you know, the, the, the moral arc of the universe um, is long, but it bends toward justice. It's one of those things. that We can't expect this giant ship to be steered super quickly. It's, it takes a long time to turn things, even if that's through attrition, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Old guys die eventually, is guess what I'm saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so anyway, let's get into some of this impeachment stuff. So the house, as we you peppered me in, you kind of gave me an early segue in, with the house has been releasing new information. In fact, just this evening, just tonight, new information is being released by the house investigators linking Lev Parnas directly to Devin Nunes.
2: You want to give a refresh on Lev Parnas?
1: Yeah, oh, we're going to get into all of that. So we don't really even need to give the refresh. Well, we'll do it, I guess. So Lev Parnas... I We talked about him early on. Him and his partner, Igor Fruman, are two uh, either Russian or Ukrainian-born individuals who now live in the United States who are under indictment and investigation by the Justice Department right now for funneling Russian money into the Donald Trump campaign. That's what they're being charged with. That is what they're facing charges of. So, um... He was working very closely with Rudy Giuliani. If you've seen those pictures of Rudy Giuliani and him uh, palling around, you've probably seen pictures of him with all kinds of different individuals, including Donald Trump. But Donald Trump has denied even knowing this guy. Now, the House investigators just dropped a bunch of information, text messages. Um, They subpoenaed several individuals. Lev Parnas was one of them. And Lev Parnas, because he's under indictment, is now cooperating and has turned over. It's not just like testimony. He's not not just saying, oh yeah, this is what we did. This is how we did it. He's actually providing documentation. He's turned over his phone and all of the records have been scrubbed from it. So they know who he's texting. They know who's being messaged and emailed, what connections he has, direct connections, Inside and outside of Washington. Donald Trump is continuing to deny that he knows him. Here's his latest denial to uh Jim Acosta in the Oval Office.
8: What is your response to what barnes who says that your efforts in your frame? We're all about 2020. You just wanted Joe Biden out. What's your response? Well, I don't know him.
6: I don't know, Parnas, other than I guess I had uh, pictures taken, which I do with thousands of people, including people today that I didn't meet. But uh, just met him. Uh, I don't know him at all. Don't know what he's about. Don't know where he comes from. Know nothing about him. I can only tell you this thing is a big hoax. It's a big hoax. Uh, We call it, uh, this is the current hoax. We've gone through the Russian witch hunt. Uh, we've gone through a lot of them from probably before I came down the escalator. But certainly since I came down the escalator, you take a look at what's happened. And so in the meantime, our country it doesn't matter what he's, were, he's, he's trying to probably it. make a deal. With you 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 know I don't even do you know who this man is other than I guess he attended fundraisers. So I take a picture with him. Uh, I'm in a room. I take pictures with people. I take thousands and thousands of pictures with people all the time thousands during the course of a year. Uh, and it, oftentimes I'll be taking a picture with somebody, I'll say, I wonder what newspaper that one's going to appear in. No, I don't know him. Perhaps he's a fine man, perhaps he's not. I know nothing about him. He describes but I can the tell you this, more than I, just he says I don't know him. I don't believe, I've ever, to him to him. I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. I meet thousands of people. I meet thousands and thousands of people as president. I take thousands of pictures uh, and I do I, and I do it openly and I do it gladly. And then if I have a picture where I'm standing with somebody at a fundraiser, like I believe I saw a picture with this this man, but I don't know him, I had never had a conversation that I remember with him. So when uh, he certainly, let me just tell you, you just have to take a look this. at the polls, quiet. You just have to take a look at the pictures. You just have to take a look at the polls. You see, I don't need anybody's help. We're doing phenomenally well the economy is the best it's ever been We have never had an economy like this in history we just made the two best trade deals in the history of our country we are doing well I don't need the help of a man that I never met before other than perhaps taking a picture at a fundraiser or something if that's where we're sound like
1: so this is complete and utter distraction this is this is nonsense from Donald Trump.
2: Well, this is always the excuse, too. Yeah. Right? This is always the go-to line. I take pictures with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm a famous guy. People want to be around me. They want to take That's selfies fine. with me.
1: So so uh, th- the very last page of this particular group of... This is a, a PDF. It's 38 pages of, of evidence released by the House. An email dated October 2nd, 2019... Right after it was announced that these gentlemen were being indicted. From Jay Sekulow, who was a current Trump attorney, to John Dowd, you'll remember, used to be Donald Trump's attorney. This is Jay Sekulow. Again, current Trump attorney emailing the other.
2: John, I have discussed the issue of representation with the president. The president consents to allowing your representation of Mr. Parnas and Mr. Fruman. Jay Seculo, counsel to the president, sent from my iPhone. Please note this email and any <laughs> files transmitted with it. Oh, did you not want me to? Okay.
1: So he's, listen, I spoke to the president about Lev Parnas. Right? I'm sure it's just not, hey, there's some dudes. Do you mind? Yeah. If he rep- if your old lawyer represents these two dudes who absolutely are going to have something to do with all of this, it's not just some it's just random. The
2: president consents. Yeah,
1: the pre- I-, I have spoken to the president about these gentlemen, so for him to say that he doesn't know is fucking nonsense. And the reason is not just because of um, the reason he's lying is not just because of this late late denial that you just heard. It's also, again, October 2nd, on October 10th, Donald Trump was on the White House lawn and said this.
0: Sir, what conversations have you had with Lev Parnas and Igor Pruman?
6: I don't know those gentlemen. <laughs> now, it's possible I have a picture with them because I have a picture with everybody. I have oh, a picture God. with everybody here. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody said there may be a picture or something where, at a fundraiser or somewhere uh, so, But I have pictures with everybody.
0: Have you talked I have, with them? I don't
6: know if there's anybody I don't have pictures with. I don't know them. Uh, I don't know about them. I don't know what they do. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they were clients of Rudy. You'd have to ask Rudy. I just don't know. And at I the just time, don't know.
1: At the time, it seemed like, yeah, maybe he doesn't know. Clearly he's just a fucking liar, though. And now he's busted being a liar, and he's just sticking with it.
2: Mm-hmm. well that <laughs> it's not
1: because of the pictures that we say you know him although that's clear evidence
2: yeah and this is happening to many people right there's yes. like a joke going around on Twitter that if you say that you didn't have a photo with Lev Parnas three times then his attorney will tweet one out of you guys together
1: well the reason that's a joke is because Lev Parnas has said or his attorney has said every time Donald Trump says he doesn't know Lev Parnas he's going to tweet out a picture of them together. <laughs>
2: Well, Kellyanne Conway said that she doesn't know Lev Parnas, and then a picture surfaced of her with Lev Parnas.
1: There there are pictures of... I was finding all kinds of pictures in, in research. Kevin McCarthy, all kinds of people. The, the vice president. Mm-hmm. You don't run this entrenched in the Republican Party, and you, you're not known by anybody. Mm-hmm. The reason you're that well connected to get pictures with everyone is because you give a lot of money and people know who the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, so some of this evidence that they've uncovered is really remarkable. Some of these text messages that they have uncovered are frightening. And we're not going to get through all of them, but I I just want to read a few things that are related to a guy named Robert Hyde, who is currently apparently running for Congress in Connecticut and Lev Parnas. They're using WhatsApp, which is up, owned by Facebook. Glad that Facebook can be fucking involved in everything.
2: <laughs> and- it's an app I think that people use like when they're traveling so that you can communicate via the app and not have to pay whatever charges for inter i don't i don't travel internationally it's my next yeah, goal yeah, yeah. so i don't right. really know about the deets but that's what i that's what i think
1: so i have the wrong folder open i have the new information open
2: i was trying to stall for you yeah i,
1: I appreciate it so i found it now god damn what a mess so because there's so much there's just so much out there so anyway robert hyde is this fucking pumpkinhead from from connecticut and they're exchanging messages back and forth Articles that um, Sean Hannity has has uh, written, articles that Laura Ingram has written, things that Don Dan Bongino has said, and I'm going to read some of these messages. Robert Hyde says, "Fuck that bitch," talking about Marie Yovanovitch, the at the time current sitting ambassador from the United States to Ukraine. Another article. Um, this is a a video clip of Laura Ingram. And uh, Robert Hyde writes back to Love Parnas and says, wow, can't believe Trump hasn't fired this bitch. I'll get right on that. Several more messages, I know, crazy shit. And then he, Robert Hyde starts intimating that he has a guy on the inside over there who could start tracking Marie Yovanovitch. My guy thinks maybe FSB, which is a Russian security service. More messages back and forth. Parnas says, interesting. Uh, what should I do with this? They are moving her tomorrow, talking about Ivanovich. The guy over there asked me what I would like to do and what is in it for them. Already starting to sound ominous. What are we going to do here? What's in it for them to do the thing we need them to do? She talked to three people. Her phone is off. Computer is off. She's next to the embassy, not in the embassy. Private security has been there since Thursday. Lev Parnas says, interesting. They know she's a political puppet. They will let me know when she's on the move, tracking her movements. That's me talking, the tracking her movements, not him. And they'll let me know when she's on the move. Lev Parnas is perfect. Robert Hyde. I mean, where if they can find out? the address I sent you checks out. It's next to the embassy. They are willing to help if we slash you would like a price. And then he says, guess you can do anything in the Ukraine with money, what I was told.
2: So this is all fine and well, I mean, in terms of the reading and the going over it, but let's actually talk about what it means and what the significance of it is because I I feel like that's not happening right now. Sure. So, <laughs> Like, I don't even think we covered who Marie Ivanovich is before we started talking about this, right? The former ambassador to Ukraine. Yeah, who
1: at the time of these messages was the current ambassador.
2: Right. And what's significant about this is, and Mike Pompeo is, is claiming that he was completely unaware of the surveillance that was going on here mm-hmm. of, of Marie Ivanovich.
1: He said, Oh, we're going to look into that, we're going to investigate.
2: Yeah, but actually the Ukraine has opened an investigation into this. The United States Republicans in particular have done very little, right, to address the fact that yeah, a United States ambassador to the Ukraine was, was being targeted. was being stalked. Yes. uh and followed and harassed. Well, there's
1: two more messages and then let's get into that more. Update she will not be moved special security unit upgraded force on on the compound people are already aware of the situation my contacts are asking what is the next step because they cannot keep going to check people will start to ask questions and then finally if this is not omn- ominous you're not listening if you want her out they need to make contact with security forces That doesn't mean if you want her fired, because security forces don't fire people. Security forces act with violence and intention. If you want her out, that means taken out. And this is the man who is the close associate... Of Rudy Giuliani.
2: So we we mentioned that Lev Parnas was on, with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, and he actually talked about Marie Ivanovich saying that Donald Trump fired her at least four or five times, was the quote, during the, the interview, and that she wouldn't leave. I don't know how that works. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> during one of the stories, apparently, he... Uh, he said, fire her, and they had to tell Trump that that wasn't possible because Mike Pompeo hadn't been confirmed yet. And so he's, you know, just barking orders yeah, of, yeah. of fire her.
1: Completely oblivious of the, the way things work.
2: Yeah, although we do want to say that with this Love Parnas interview, people were getting very excited about it, rightly so, right? It's very yeah. interesting, very sure. fascinating. But you also want to take it slow.
1: He's, he has a motivation To provide evidence, even if it's untrue.
2: Yeah, and...
1: He also denies any of this.
2: Yeah, so who knows? But for the love of God, I just... Because someone says something and you hate the person that they're talking about... Yes. You just want to be careful and kind of check that. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: that's why this hard evidence is more important than his word about things. Mm Mm-hmm. We can read and see the context and know because we have the commonality of language of what the fuck was being said here. Yeah. What was being indicated here and that he is closely, closely related to Donald Trump. This isn't a guy who is just an associate of of Rudy Giuliani. As Chris Cuomo said, he's going to stop. I tell you what, we'll play the Chris Cuomo thing talking about. Lev Parnas.
8: All right, we don't control all that much in this business, but there's something that I do that I'm going to stop doing right now. Referring to Lev Parnas as an associate of Rudy Giuliani, I'm never saying that again because it's way too limited. He is a full-fledged member of Trump Co. Need to see it for yourself? On the Wall will play through as long as I talk Pictures of him with Trumpers. It's so long, there's so many, that I had to leave pictures out. They're just going to keep scrolling through. Big player after big player. Fundraisers. Yeah, it happens. The president's right. He takes a lot of pictures of people he doesn't know. True. But this is not just one picture. It's not just with one person. It's not just as one time. Why? Because as Parnas told Anderson... His relationship was a lot more than that.
4: I went from being a top donor, from being at all the events where we would just socialize, to becoming a close friend of Rudy Giuliani's, to eventually becoming his ally and his asset on the ground in Ukraine.
8: Asset. We kept tying him to Rudy. Why? Because the president, Nunes, and Callianne, and all these other people said, I don't know him. I never heard about this guy. I don't know who he is. So what, he has a picture. But now, that's all been exposed. POTUS knows him. Nunes knows him. Kellyanne is even in a pick with him. Even the vice president was supposedly aware of his efforts, according to Parnas. Listen.
3: You're saying Vice President Pence knew?
4: Of course, he knew. Everybody knew. Bolton. That's Bolton. Mulvaney. Mulvaney.
8: Hmm. Now, does he have credibility problems? Yup. And frankly, more so than you've seen in these first interviews. He's got to be tested about why he did what he's charged with doing and how that stands up. In fact, I argue it's a reason that the Senate should want him in. They'll slice him up like cheese. The documents they'll have a problem with because he says things that aren't different than we've heard before. Remember this? Everyone was in the loop. It was no secret same thing Parnas says. But unlike Sondland right there, his perfect call that he had with the president, with the president said, no, quid pro quo, right? He had no record of it. The White House has no record of it. The State Department either doesn't have a record of it or won't turn it over. Parnas has documents that stand alone and substantiate his role and what this was about. Like what? Notes about the objective. Get Zelensky to announce the Biden case will be investigated. The stated price. Get rid of the U.S. ambassador. By the way, that could be a bribe all by itself, just so you know. And that is a price our president willingly paid. And the why matters. The only way to get that answer, witnesses. And when you dig through the pages of the texts, you see names, names of the president's closest confidants in exchanges with Parnas, the guy nobody knows. Who? The president's son, Don Jr. Namesake. Parnas says he was feeding Don Jr. Garbage. For his Twitter tantrums, Jay and Rudy, the president's personal lawyers. Parnas says he was riding with them to the White House. This is the kind of evidence that does wonders for the memories of even the most loyal lapdogs. I remember that call,
1: uh, which was very odd, random, talking about random things. And I said, great, you know, just talk to my
8: staff and boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. You know what that's the sound of? The truth beating down his door. Parnas's version is, oh, there were calls and they were helping the top Republican on the House Intel Committee dig up dirt on the president's political rivals. But be clear, Parnas, for all his flaws, is not just some Giuliani associate. He's a first person witness to everything that the senators have to evaluate. And sure, he has everything to gain by being seen as helpful. But is that any more suspicious than people who swore an oath to serve you and they're ducking the duty to testify and tell you what they know? That a president refuses to let them go? If you want to question question his credibility, and you should, test him at trial. But senators, especially you four, who are being looked at with extra scrutiny by many, can you ignore all we've learned about this president's direction and knowledge and all the attempts to advance his political welfare over our own, arguably bribing Ukraine with money allocated by you, what was done to a sitting ambassador? And if you do ignore it, do you think voters will think you honored your oath? To them, to the Constitution, the oath that many of you made to God, your answer is going to be known soon, and it's going to follow you for a long time.
2: I don't think they care.
1: Yeah. Un- unfortunately, uh, well, not right now they don't, mm-hmm. because public opinion hasn't fully shifted the way that I hope it does. I- I'm reserved. I think it's unlikely, mm-hmm. but still, there is some likelihood.
2: Yeah. Did you see that, and I, I love that it's being called this, Donald Trump's emotional support map?
1: Yes. You told me about it, and I had to go search for it because I didn't watch that particular uh The Christian,
2: the Christian event yeah, that he held yeah, yeah. for the prayer in the schools, the protection of the prayer in the schools. Which
1: is the ridiculous map you, I'm sure everybody has seen that's an electoral map that's almost all red. Right, because it's showing, the counties. Yeah, it's showing... Areas where it's very sparsely populated.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a county electoral map, and it's it's all red because it's it's the rural voters that supported Donald Trump that voted yeah. for Donald Trump. But it's just wide open spaces Listen, where no one actually lives. That's there red.
1: Are, there are probably double the people in a seven square mile area here where we live in Orange County than there are in the entire. Hundreds of square miles, hundreds of thousands of square miles of Idaho. There are probably more people in that area uh, here in Southern California than there are in all of Montana, all of Wyoming, and all of Idaho, which is a massive swath of land.
2: Well, he he had this on his desk, And, and not just one of them, like several of them, like he brought them out. Yeah to To comfort him as his little comfort blankie on on the day that the articles of impeachment were being delivered to the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Because he's feeling very vulnerable, oh, yeah, for, right? Oh, he's freaking out. Yeah, he's in all caps tweeting, I'm being impeached for a perfect phone call. I made. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just... It's whiny. It's,
1: I'm being impeached for a perfect phone
2: call, you guys! <laughs> but Maggie Haberman tweeted about the emotional support map. Didn't come up with that term. Love the term. Is that her? No, it's in this New York Magazine article. No. I, who knows where it came from? But they, Maggie Haberman, says that the map appeared soon after Sessions recused himself from the Russia probe. So right when, times, oh really? Right when things started getting tenuous for Trump, right? That's he, something he
1: brings out a lot, huh? It's
2: it's a comfort blankie that has been with him wow. for quite some time.
1: Did they laminate
2: that fucking thing? There's several copies. I'm sure he like has a fresh one put in front of his door every morning.
1: They actually sent it off to a company to make a quilt out of it.
2: Yeah. He has a quilt. Sometimes they're used as placemats it's, to catch his cheeseburger droppings. It's
1: cheeseburger. Yes. It's cheeseburger. actually printed onto a, a comforter with which <laughs> he sleeps at night.
2: Well, one of these days we're going to look in the Oval Office and it will no longer be gold drapes. It's going to be that map on each of the drapes. Just yeah. a printed pattern drapes. Oh, God.
1: So anyway, this this is... It, I would encourage you to go and look at all this new evidence that the house is releasing. Um, because one, it really paints a sinister picture here of the, of of what was up. And now, like we just said, even tonight, just hours ago, maybe not even hours, just minutes ago, the house released messages between a top aide of Devin Nunes and Lev Parnas. And we're not going to go through all of them, but it is, a definite connection of them strategizing together. It It is a lie, a dirty, filthy fucking lie for Devin Nunes to say, oh, no, yeah, oh, I, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I guess we did have a phone call months later after the impeachment investigation. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, I know I denied it before. I just remembered, yeah, I remember that. I do remember the one call, but I didn't even know who he was. And now we're finding out he was entrenched with the staff participating in this cover-up.
2: Well, it was infuriating because we actually watched an interview with Martha McCallum on Fox News and Devin Nunes. And the way that she was interviewing him was like, now, Devin, you're a good little boy. You would never do something like that, right, Devin? Isn't that right,
1: Devin? Like, <laughs> all he has to do is say, oh, that's right. Now, that's
2: not a thing that sounds like you would, would do. Am I right? Yeah. Just giving him an out with every question. Ugh. And and it's, it's disturbing. Like you said, it's something to watch. Watch and and keep our eyes on
1: well also most certainly it's not going to be all that's dropped most certainly this is not all they have it's not just two aces up their sleeve all this stuff from Lev Parnas and then uh about uh Robert Hyde and uh, this letter from Rudy Giuliani to the president of Ukraine and then this email from the lawyers it's there's more coming there will be more coming and again we're going back to the beginning of the show I I just questioned the strategy there. And ultimately, look, it might pay off. I might be wrong. But it seems to me this would have been a lot more airtight of a case with less things hanging in the air if they had packaged this all together. Anyway, speaking of the trial, they named the White House team today. And it is just fucking bizarre the people they have picked to run Donald Trump's defense.
0: We knew the defense uh, for the president was going to be led by Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel, right. and Jay Sekulow, a longtime prominent defender of President Trump's, and his personal attorney. Uh, I can tell you, and you know this, we also know now that two people who uh, were part of the independent counsel team that led to President Bill Clinton's impeachment will also be a right. part of this defense team. We're talking about Robert Ray Ken Starr. Alan Dershowitz, I am told by this source, is also expected to be a part of the president's team I'm told he is likely to make the constitutional argument if right. you will this is something that Dershowitz has a long history long expertise in he does come frankly with some potentially controversial baggage but I have been told now for days that the president believes that Dershowitz is a strong defender of his he likes how Dershowitz has been defending him on television the president just this morning retweeted one of Dershowitz's defenses of his we also know that Rudy Giuliani uh, as we have been reporting for the last several days is not expected to take a formal role. uh, uh, Jim Jordan uh, and Congressman Ratcliffe are not on the team as of now, but things are still fluid. So I think that brings our viewers up to speed on what we know. Uh, Hans, give us some of the context on who these people are and why this is significant.
7: It's significant because these are big legal names. These are headline names. Ken Starr, of course, is going to be very controversial, as will Alan Dershowitz. And what we're seeing is a president that's willing to look beyond the controversy to what he thinks are the benefits that they can provide in a forum like a Senate trial. So you look at the legal team here at the White House, Pat Cipollone, Mike Papura, Pat Philbin, not household names, but serious litigators with not a lot of television experience. Ken Starr has a lot of television experience. Alan Dershowitz from the O.J. Simpson trial has a lot of television experience. This is the public face of a team that now has inside players and outside players. And it's clear that the president wanted to go big on this. Now, what's also clear, if Rudy is indeed not on this list in some sort of final way, and you and I both heard one word over and over this morning in the White House, and that is fluid. This situation is very fluid. How they roll these out, how they actually introduce these these litigators to the American public is going to be part of the White House's strategy. All that is still being played out. But the president does want to have a very robust public defense in the well of the Senate, and names like that guarantee it. Now, there's also going to be some controversy attached, right? Alan Dershowitz did not come out of the O.J. Simpson trial without controversy. We have, uh, we have Ken Starr, of course, very controversial for his role in the Starr report that ultimately right. led to the impeachment of President Bill Clinton, but also he was chancellor at Baylor University. He ended up leaving there after some an issue with the football team and, and sexual misconduct. So there's controversy attached to both of these names. Uh, we'll see to what extent the White House rolls it out and how they explain that. And importantly, we're going to hear from the president twice today, potentially, once when he meets the <laughs> those with those football players right we'll see if he says anything there but on departure we'll have a chance to ask him what he expects of each individual litigator
2: (laughs) is this guy high (laughs) what is he talking about they're gonna have the chance to explain they're gonna have the chance to ask donald trump questions when is that going to happen? That is not going to happen. When is Donald Trump going to explain the choices that he's made?
1: Donald Trump, there is not a fucking chance under the sun. Where
2: is that news package from?
1: That Donald Trump, I think that's MSNBC. Please, yeah. please.
2: What is going on? Yeah. What is wrong with well, him? Also, also this.
1: Yo, they're, these two guys, Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz, they're not without controversy themselves, you know. He was at Baylor and uh, blah, 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 this happened. Oh, and Alan Dershowitz, he didn't get out of the OJ without a fucking blah, blah, blah. Out of the OJ? How about the fact that he's a incredibly accused child rapist? How about the fact that he is in league, buddy, buddy, on the jet with fucking um Epstein? Come the fuck on. Allegedly. He was friends with Epstein.
2: No, I know. I'm for the other thing. Allegedly.
1: He was credibly accused. Oh, should I just say accused?
2: Yeah, allegedly. He was
1: accused of child rape by the victim, the alleged victim. How's that? He is a suey fucker, too, so we got to be careful.
2: (laughs) A suey. I really hope the reports that Shepard Smith is in talks to... Replace Chuck Todd and on MSNBC are true because boy could MSNBC really use a boost over there. Yeah, apparently I don't watch it very much, but based on what I just heard, there isn't
1: also CNN in the mix too, and they need some help too.
2: There are reports that he is trying to decide on a position between MSNBC and CNN. I don't know if these are just articles that were taken straight out of my fantasies or if they are actually true. I'd love to see them back. I'm really hoping they're true.
1: So let's talk about this a little bit, just briefly. So the reporting is right now from credible sources that Donald Trump, he really did want a team like with Jim Jordan (laughs) and that dipshit Ratcliffe Mm -hmm. from West Texas. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the crowd he wanted. Because of the show. Yeah, because he sees them on TV. Oh, yeah, those guys would be great. Entertainment. And then they were like, no, no, no. You need actual lawyers, actual smart fucking people, not people who went to some correspondence school for law school. You need brilliant legal minds, even if they're assholes. And so what I look at here is they give a list of names. This is who we think. And they had to compromise. They had to, This is what I think, that they had to find somewhere in the middle – That Donald Trump would be cool with. And then they landed on Ken Starr Mm -hmm. and Alan Dershowitz. And also, you know who's on the team? Pam Bondi.
2: Oh, God.
1: Former Attorney General. I think she's former. I don't think she's there anymore, in a way. Of Florida. A complete and utter disaster of a public servant, Pam Bondi.
2: What happened What happened to Alan Dershowitz? I mean, aside from the whole Jeffrey Epstein.
1: He used to be a credible, reliable, legal scholar.
2: It's almost, you know, when people start asking, like, what does so-and-so have on this person? Yeah. You start to wonder, like, what is it that the Trump family has on Alan Dershowitz? Well, they because, were also close with Epstein. Because he is just so he has been supportive of him this entire time
1: well he's acted like he was hesitant to join the team
2: oh please and then he
1: did join the team Yeah,
2: he's been a wild advocate fighting against impeachment claims
1: that he voted for hillary clinton
2: yeah anytime he's given the chance to go on one of the news shows to argue on behalf of donald trump he does
1: for sure also it does not surprise me that rudy giuliani did not make the cut because how is it going to look if rudy giuliani ends up under indictment And he's on the president's fucking defense team.
2: Well, and he's
1: up to his neck in this.
2: Rudy Giuliani gave a quote to Olivia Nuzzi, who he's talking to again. Apparently, they weren't speaking. Oh, they were on the outs for Mm -hmm. sure. If you
1: follow her on Twitter, which is fantastic, by the way.
2: Yeah, they're back. They're back speaking (laughs) again, and he said that he may be called as a fact witness. So that's the reason why he's not on the Mm. team, and you you can't have dual roles. You know, right?
1: yeah. 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 Which, by the way, they're fighting tooth and nail to have any witnesses whatsoever. Yeah. Which is just fucking ridiculous, especially in light of this new news. The witness question is actually a big one, which leads us to our last segment.
2: It's the asshole of today. Martha McSally. Martha
1: McSally. Here's the thing with
2: Martha McSally, and I said this to you in private, so that means- We might as well just say it That means it's fine to say it on the show. (laughs) Every time her name comes up, you, like, say something- I used to. Like, moderately affectionate about her.
1: I think that's a stretch. But I used to- I used to have a modicum of respect for her.
2: (laughs) I see. I see what you did there. Affection,
1: I think, is wildly, wildly overstated.
2: Well, I mean, okay, sure. You weren't.
1: She's another one that it's kind of like. What the fuck happened to her? Wait a
2: minute. Hold up that notepad. Let me see that notepad. (laughs) Does that say Martha McSally with a heart?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's my name written a bunch of times. It's so creative. Jesse Madison McSally a bunch of times.
2: So she is not good. And it was always confusing. Wait,
1: wait, wait. wait, wait. That is some hard-hitting analysis for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time. Say it again.
2: Not good. (laughs) And every time her name comes up, you like defend her. Used to. It's been months. Oh, it's so long. And it's, it's strange to me because she's been nothing but a turd. So now we have further evidence of the turdness and it's it's her acting like Donald Trump with the press. Yeah,
1: so, so she was asked by Manu Raju about hey, do you believe this new evidence that we've been talking about today?
2: Manu Raju by the way, great CNN reporter. Absolutely. Fantastic. Always on Capitol Hill, always tracking people down in the hallway, getting very poor treatment most of the time. Not
1: aggressive either. Not, Not aggressive at guy. all. Yeah. So he, he I, I, first of all, he's he's asking the question: Do you think that uh, this new evidence should be considered in this in the trial against Donald Trump? So first, we're not going to play his resp- his question to her. We're gonna we're gonna play his question to Senator Perdue, a staunch Trump conservative who didn't blow him off, who actually answered the question. Do you think the Senate
8: should consider new evidence as part of the Senate trial that has come out?
7: Absolutely not. Why not?
3: Because that's not our job. The job is to respond to what we've been given in the case that was built by the House. They've given us two very weak articles of impeachment. Our job is to look at what they brought us
6: and decide if that rises to the level of impeachment. But if there's new new information... So listen, that is a
1: reasonable, absolutely reasonable question that needs to be answered, needs to be asked... Needs to be answered. That's not a gotcha question. That's not, a, uh, that's not a, a liberal tendency question. That's, hey, we've got new evidence now. Should that be considered in the trial? He asked the exact same question of my love, Martha McSally, and this is how she responded. Martha McSally,
7: should you consider new evidence as <laughs> part of the impeachment trial? You're not going to comment about this? <laughs>
1: Manu, you're a liberal hack. I'm not going to answer. You're not going to comment. You're a liberal hack. That's how she responded. I don't know what went wrong.
2: <laughs> what did go wrong, Jesse? I used to
1: love you so much, I Martha. know.
2: How did she change so much? Uh, oh, she changed. Anyway. She changed on your ass.
1: Anderson Cooper, again, we're going to play an Anderson Cooper ridiculous. He took her to task. And uh, because he's a colleague of Manu Raju, I, I thought it was um, very telling because he knows the guy. He fucking knows him.
3: Senator Martha McSally, sadly, sallies onto the list. She's a Republican from Arizona, who on the day that President Trump went on trial for among other things, his contempt for the constitution and the rule of law revealed her contempt for professionalism and one of democracy's core tenets a free and professional press just doing its job in the halls of Congress. This is what happened when our CNN colleague, Manu Raju, dared to ask the senator a very straightforward and very simple question. Senator
8: consider new evidence as part of the impeachment trial? You're not going to
3: comment A liberal hack. That's what Senator McSally called Manu. Now, for the record, Manu Raju is not just an incredibly fair and responsible journalist. He also happens to be a really good human being And a very nice person. He's incredibly polite asking public officials questions that they often do not want to be asked. But you know what? They're public officials. That's part of their job. And by the way, the question that he asked, it wasn't exactly what Sarah Palin used to like to call a gotcha question, which weren't actually gotcha questions at all. Should the Senate consider new evidence as part of the impeachment trial? wow. If you can't answer that question, maybe you shouldn't have been elected to the Senate. Oh, sorry. Martha McSally actually wasn't elected to the Senate. <laughs> she actually tried to get elected, but she lost. I forgot that. She lost actually to a Democrat. She only has the privilege of walking the halls of the Senate and calling others a hack because she was appointed to the job by the governor of Arizona to fill the seat left vacant uh, when John Kyle, who had been temporarily, temporarily filling the seat of the late Senator John McCain, retired. Now, I didn't know much about McSally because her record in the Senate is pretty thin. It turns out McSally is a veteran of the Air Force and has a really honorable and impressive record of service. And she was a trailblazer in the military. She actually sued the Defense Department while serving so that female service members didn't have to wear headscarves when off base when off base in Saudi Arabia. She may be, you know, pretending to be tough on the media now or hate the media now, but when she wanted attention for her lawsuit, she seemed to have no problem popping up on CBS's 60 Minutes. But look, that was 18 years ago for, you know person who's become a desperate politician, that's a lifetime. She also didn't seem to dislike the media when L Magazine, which is not exactly the Daily Caller, profiled her back in 2016. That was when she was portraying herself as a political moderate and according to Wikipedia, a pragmatic conservative. L Magazine says she, quote, seeks to engage in rational discussion based on mutually agreed facts. Well, based on the mutually agreed fact of her slur against Manu Raju today, I think it's fair to say that McSally's days of engaging in rational discussion, are over. See, because what her calling Manu a liberal hack is really about is her running scared and attempting to reinvent herself as a Trump foot soldier. That's what this is about. She's up for re-election. She now actually has to earn her Senate seat, the one she was appointed to, and she's running against former astronaut Mark Kelly. It's going to be a tough election. She's desperate to say or do anything to stay in power. That's what this is about. Back in 2016... She was running for Congress. She didn't endorse Trump. She probably doesn't want to talk about that now, but she didn't endorse Trump. In fact, she actually spoke out against Trump when the Access Hollywood tape came out. McSally has been public about sexual abuse that she says she suffered from a coach when she was in high school. She's been incredibly brave about that. Back then, she said Trump's comments are disgusting. Joking about sexual assault is unacceptable. I'm appalled. Sure, she was running for re-election as a congresswoman then in a swing district, so maybe it was political calculation but it was at least politically a tough call. But once Trump won and she ran for Senate in 2018 for Jeff Flake's seat she knew which way the wind was blowing. She started embracing Trump. Politico wrote Martha McSally wants to make one thing clear before she launches an Arizona Senate campaign she's a big fan of President Donald Trump. Big fan. McSally is brave. She's been in combat. She was a trailblazer in the military but now she wants to stay in power. So she picks on a good and decent reporter just asking a fair and simple question. And you know how you know that this is all just a political act? Because she herself tweeted out a video of the exchange, and she herself is now fundraising on that exchange. She's trying to make money off the fact that she called Rajo a liberal hack. And you know what? The president is now asking people to donate to her because she was rude and unprofessional to a reporter. So big, long, slow clap for you. A reporter was just doing his constitutionally-backed job. And so congratulations, appointed Senator McSally. I'm sure the money's going to flow in, and he may get a bump in the polls, and he may win. But look at the company you are now in, and look how far you have come. You were once a profile in courage. You're now a profile in politics.
2: Ouch. Fucking joke is what she is. So she did change.
1: Wow, look at that. A little clip you weren't ready for, huh? Huh? Wow. Well, listen... She is fundraising off of this and I think that it is only fair to go to Mm markkelly.com and uh, if you got $2, if you have $2 that you could spare, go to markkelly.com and donate $2 to his campaign.
2: Also, Mark Kelly's fucking awesome. This should be no contest at all.
1: Gabby Gifford's husband. Yes. How often does that happen? Where the man gets, oh, it's Gabby Gifford's husband.
2: He, you know, many of his campaign ads have featured Gabby. Yeah. And I think he credits her a lot with becoming active For sure. in politics.
1: So if you have $2, if you have $5, if you have $10, little donations make a giant difference when the electorate stands up and, and, and a politician is able to marshal the size of support. It doesn't always have to be hundreds or thousands of dollars in donations. Little donations are cherished by campaigns like this, especially in moments like this when the other side is trying to capitalize on it. Anyway, we love you guys. We're going to leave you there. This has been episode 650, Brittany. Very nice. Can you believe it? I love when we hit those 50 round numbers. Me too. 650. Mm Mm-hmm been doing this a long time
2: we really have
1: you wouldn't think so by listening to this episode
2: uh it wasn't the best episode <laughs> but you know sometimes we have good ones
1: well <laughs> wow <laughs> i i'm just gonna leave it there we love you guys we would love your support on patreon go to dollamore.com slash patreon com slash amazon we'd love a rating and review on I- apple podcasts that would be fantastic we'd also love to hear from you 657-464-7609 email voice memos from your smartphone to i doubt it at com. we'll see you next time for britney page i'm jesse dollamore and this has been i doubt it it says Jesse Madison McSally a bunch of times.